For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bet and Maria podcast. For when I break, we previewed what we were doing with this week's show. Once again, talk about the Niners and their upcoming matchup against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon. But before we do that, we've got to recap how the Niners did last week and how we did last week. And it's been a pretty similar and frustrating story week in and week out for us because we split again. I believe we've split in every single game that we've had. I lean to the Rams in that game. As the game approached, I actually liked the Niners more and more. But of course, that doesn't matter because that was not what I said during the pod. So I gave out the Rams there. That was a loss, but did have the under and that cashed easily. So another split for us. And to go through the game itself, very good win for the Niners. It was much needed. Now, the only question is, moving forward, can they win a road game? Because they're 2-0 at home, with each win being by at least 15 points against a division rival. But both losses ended up being single digits. They lost by 9 to Chicago in that monsoon in the season opener, and then a loss to Denver in that heartbreaker on a Sunday night by one point. But the Niners tied for the division lead with the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, a rare four-way tie for first place in the NFC West. The optimistic part is that the Niners have the better point differential or the best point differential by far in that division. Uh, The Niners are plus 25 and every other team in that division is a negative 15 or worse. Even the Rams are minus 24. So the point is the Niners have looked like I'd say the most consistent team out of all the teams that we've seen in that division. Now, of course, the offensive upside is still non-existent with Garoppolo. It's a pretty vanilla offense, but we know the defense is great. It's been great every game. It's allowed less than 20 points in every game, and hopefully that's enough to to propel the Niners to a division title moving forward. But either way, time to get into the actual game breakdown from Monday night. The real story was the domination up front for the Niners, both on the offensive line and the defensive line. Anytime you face off against Aaron Donald and company, you have to be worried about your quarterback safety. And yes, Garoppolo did get hit a couple of times, but he was sacked zero times. And I thought the Niners did a very good job of organizing plays and calling plays for Garoppolo to get the ball out of his hands quickly. We saw a bunch of screen passes to receivers the entire night. We saw the 
somewhat jump ball pass to Debo, who took it 57 yards for a touchdown. Phenomenal effort by him. But we saw a couple screen passes there. I believe he had one for 30 and change. Ayuk had a screen pass for, I believe, 15. Point is, some screens worked, and I do think that was definitely a good recipe to combat this pass rush for the Rams. Meanwhile, we're looking at Stafford, and he was the opposite. He ended up on his back a lot. Stafford got sacked a whopping seven times, and the Niners were really all over him all night long, and as a result, the Rams did not score a single touchdown in that game. Now, to go through the actual sacks, you ended up having Lenore, who had one. You had Ibukum, who had two. Bosa had two. Uh, Imunahu, I hope I didn't butcher that, but he had one. And you also had uh, Ridgeway, who had one. And anytime you get seven sacks, that's definitely a hell of a performance. Giving up zero touchdowns is great, too. A couple of nice stands in the red zone there. Potentially a red zone pick, which Gibson dropped. But they ended up having a pick six later on in the game to really put the game on ice. They go through the stats, though. Garoppolo had 239 passing yards, one touchdown, no picks. QBR of 47.4. The ground game was mediocre. Jeff Wilson Jr. had uh, 18 carries for 74 yards, 4.1 yards per carry, and one touchdown. However, it did have a 32-yard touchdown run into the first quarter. So the point is he had one outlier run, and he was kind of bottled up for roughly 42 yards on 17 carries the rest of the night. But still, point is they ended up averaging four yards a carry as a whole. It wasn't that big of a deal, but they should run the ball better against Carolina in this upcoming week. But to go through the receiving core, you had Debo, who was great. He had 115 yards and one touchdown. We saw the play. It's a phenomenal highlight. And Debo really just put the team on his back. Ayuk at 37 yards. Juszczyk had one catch in the flat. Nobody guarded him, and he ended up running for 35 yards. Kittle did nothing once again. He had a touchdown, but his foot was out of bounds, so it was ruled incomplete. Juwan Jennings had 22 yards, and that was basically it. And, yeah, to go through everything else, Hyder Jr. ended up recovering a fumble. And that was kind of the story. That was the fumble at the end on the strip sack where you weren't really sure if Stafford's arm was moving forward or not, but the Niners recovered it. And that was pretty much the end of the game. Uh, yeah, not really much more to add. The Niners really dominated from start to finish in the trenches. They led 14 to six at the half and they had a pick six to ice it. But I guess the one concern would be the Niners offense. It's still very vanilla, which is not exactly surprising, but they're going to have to at least push the envelope a little bit more with the creativity moving forward. But still, either way, solid outing. It was a game they needed, and it was a game that they got. And besides that, Gould did miss a field goal, so that's another thing they could improve on for, for special teams. But either way, nice win there. And now transitioning over to Carolina, who still has Matt Rule as the head coach for some reason, even though he's been terrible as, as soon as he got there. Uh, to go through Carolina's numbers, uh, so far this season, Carolina is 1-3. Has a point differential only of negative seven, which is kind of fascinating, but they lost the last week to Arizona at home, 26 to 16. The score was a little bit misleading. Uh, the game was really low scoring throughout. Carolina actually led at halftime 10-3, and then Arizona woke up for 23 points in the second half. However, Carolina's point total is misleading. They had 16 points. The first touchdown was a pick six, and then they ended up having a, I can't really call it a garbage time touchdown because they were down 16 at the time and they were still trying to come back into the game but let's just say Arizona was wasn't exactly playing tough defense it was mostly prevent trying to force Carolina to drain clock and McCaffrey ended up having a touchdown catch there but Carolina offensively had three points through the first three and a half quarters of this game 
And then Arizona seemed to really just go prevent, play a bit of a, of a zone shell defense, and Carolina scored a touchdown. But the Panthers as a whole had 11 first downs and 220 total yards. Mayfield was awful the entire game. Once again, the final drive padded his numbers. But he finished with 197 yards, one touchdown, two picks. So you can basically say that he had 130 yards and no touchdowns leading up to the final scoring drive. And he was really that bad. There's no way around it. Oh, the ground game did nothing. McCaffrey had eight carries for 27 yards. And I can't even blame game flow because Carolina was actually leading at the half. But either way, they couldn't run the ball. Their receiving core really didn't do much. DJ Moore, six catches for 50. Tremble had 34 yards. Robbie Anderson at 26. McCaffrey took over the garbage time or prevent defense. And he ended up having 81 yards and one touchdown but it really felt like 50 or 60 of those yards came during the fourth quarter. So the Carolina's offense really has just been a train wreck. And when you bring in Bob McAdoo to be your offensive coordinator, I don't know what you expected to happen. I thought Brady did a decent job last year as the coordinator, or at least did a good enough job to not get fired midseason. But they got McAdoo, and they went to get train wreck since. But the defense was decent, ended up sacking Kyler one time, did force an interception, uh, but you're looking at Carolina, they gave up 338 yards and only 21st downs, which is okay, I guess. But they're on the field a lot because Carolina can't move the ball. And Arizona ended up running 19 more plays. They had, they won the play battle 22, uh, sorry, uh, 70 to 51. So Carolina really couldn't move the ball. And I'm not surprised Arizona scored 16 points in the fourth quarter because the defense was gassed and they were on the field the entire time. Plus Mayfield threw a pick to the five-yard line, and Arizona ended up scoring a touchdown two plays later, so that was basically a pick six because it handed them a free seven points. But I have to at least point out here that the Mayfield experiment in Carolina is not working. And if you want to talk about – I can't call him a bust because Mayfield had a couple of moments. It really does not look good, and I get that he got there late. He didn't exactly have much time to work out with his teammates because he was a late acquiree via trade. But the point is, he looks like a train wreck. And I know that Darnold isn't healthy yet. Do I think Mayfield will get benched at some point? I do, because I don't know how you can keep rolling him out there. And when you're looking at Rule trying to save his job, which he clearly won't save, but when you're a desperate coach, you're trying to save your own ass. And when that's the case, you tend to blame the players, and they'll probably bench Baker. They're going to hope that Darnold shows some life moving forward. But to be totally honest, Mayfield looks like a backup quarterback, and there's no way around it. He had a QBR of 7.4 last week and I don't know what he does well the arm strength is okay he's still extremely small so he has a lot of passes batted down at the at the line of scrimmage he still makes really bad reads and he still tries to be a gunslinger but you're just looking at the season numbers for Mayfield and that's really just the story of the team I think the defense is good McCaffrey's good DJ Moore's good but right now he's got three interceptions he's a QBR of 15.3 for the entire season and he's been sacked at least two times in each of the first four games but I just can't look past it. He's been awful. And I feel like he's going to get killed in this game. If he gets sacked two plus times in every game, and now he faces off against a Niners pass rush, which sacked Matt Ryan, uh, which sacked uh, Matt Stafford, sorry, seven times last week, I think he's going to get his brains beaten in. And I feel like you're looking at a situation where this game really goes one way. I think the Niners either win handily in a low scoring game, but win like 20 to 10, or. The Niners actually do something offensively, and they also potentially get a defensive score, and they blow the game open and win the game like 31-3. to 3. 
Do I think Carolina is going to score more than one touchdown in this game? I don't. I think they're going to end up scoring probably one, maybe zero. The Rams couldn't get in the end zone. But Carolina really doesn't do anything well offensively. They abandon the run quickly. Mayfield's been awful. And DJ Moore's a great receiver, but they don't get him the ball enough. And I feel like when you're looking at the NFL in today's game, you need a good quarterback, or at least a quarterback that'll be accurate and will get the ball where it needs to go. Mayfield really doesn't do that. And I do think the Niners will be all over him. I think they'll sack him probably four times, maybe a couple of strip sacks, probably an interception or two in there. The point is, I think Mayfield is going to have a miserable game. And I think that the defense is going to be so tired from being on the field the entire time that the Niners will eventually find openings. And I think they'll eventually break through for a couple of decent scores there. But to go through the actual stats here, Carolina was decent against the ground last week. They gave up 132 yards, 3.6 yards a carry, one touchdown. But the point is, I do think that Carolina's run defense, which is still solid, is susceptible to giving up some plays, especially against this offensive line for the Niners. I know that it's banged up with Trent Williams not playing last week. Kittle did a great job of either chipping or basically playing another left tackle. But the point is, I do think with Shanahan's running system, I think, I think that Wilson will end up having a pretty decent game. Debo might have a couple carries for a lot of yards. But the point is, I do think the Niners are the much better team, both offensively. Defensively, Carolina's underrated. But the fact that their offense can't move the ball and the fact that their offense might end up putting the defense in some really bad spots, either based on fatigue or even turnovers inside their own 30, I think the Niners will do enough to get the job done. So I'm going to go with the Niners minus six and a half as my pick on the side. And I'm going to go with the under in this game, which is around 40. I'm going to take the under. I know it's very low, but I really don't see Carolina scoring more than one touchdown in this game. And if that's the case, that means the Niners have to score basically 30 for this game to go over. I don't see that happening. I see this game ending somewhere around 20 to 10, 23 to 10, maybe even 20 to nothing. I think a shutout's possible, but the point is I cannot take an over with Baker Mayfield against Jimmy Garoppolo, and these defenses are actually pretty good. So I'm going to go with the Niners minus six and a half, and I'm going to go with the under. But this has been this episode of the Better Barrier Podcast here with the Believe Podcast Network. Until next week, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.